This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah. And how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household. So anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. <laughs> it works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. You can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you could have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's Ben approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. We're back for another week of the Almost Famous Podcast. And yes, we're breaking down Matt James's season of The Bachelor. But for one week and one week only, Matt James shared the screen with her very own Ashley I. Kennedy, And she's here live <laughs> to talk about everything behind the scenes. Ashley, what up? Oh, hey, what's up? Yes, it was an honor. And now finally, I can tell everybody where I actually met Matt because you and I have been alluding to talking to Matt previously. And people are like, in the COVID age, how the heck did you actually meet this guy? Well, I hosted a date and I have a lot of things to say about how kind he is and the connections that I saw forming. But first, we want to tell you a little bit about our live event that's coming up. It's right around the corner. It's Thursday, February 11th. It's at 5 p.m. Pacific time. We're giving away 100 tickets to the event for free. All our listeners have to do is go to loopedlive.com slash almostfamous. That is L-O-O-P-E-D live.com slash almostfamous and enter the code famous. Now, Ben, isn't that right around the release of your book? It 100% is around the release of the book. So we're going to be talking about the book a lot and uh, hopefully answering some questions if anybody wants to send them in. The first 100 that enter the code FAMOUS gets access to the event. It's a meet and greet package will also be available, which will also include a copy of my book. This is going to be really fun. I hope that we can talk about the book. February 2nd is the official launch date. So this will just be a few days after uh, the book launches and uh, it's going to be something special. I'm really pumped to be doing this. Ben, how do you feel about your book coming out in mere weeks? My honest opinion or my really nice like... uh, No, I want your honest opinion, of course. I know that your your PR opinion is going to be like, I'm so excited, blah, blah, blah. But like, I know that it's got to be nerve wracking and that you have expectations for yourself. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm pretty incredibly anxious Um, and like not super looking forward to it, mostly because it is like it's it's a personal memoir and it includes a lot of my friends and a lot of stuff that like I wrote, wrote about and if it if the book doesn't do well I, I I just know myself and I know my ego and I feel like I'll take it as a personal like hit um more than other stuff and so like I'm I'm anxious because I, this is a really this is the biggest thing I've ever done I've wrote it produced it marketed it talked about it and uh we're getting close. Uh, so yeah, I'm not like, I'm not in a, I'm not in great spirits. I'm excited about it. I believe in it. I'm, I'm happy and proud of the book and I'm really glad with what came out of it. Um, I'm just now, now is the part where like that part's done and now it's just the sales and that part just gets a little bit intimidating. Is there like a certain number you're hoping for or are you hoping that it just kind of strikes a certain audience? Well, how are you going to judge success yeah. in your own mind? Well, it's interesting because I was talking to a few friends uh, a couple months ago and I was telling them how like anxious I was getting and how nervous I really am like for this. And they said something really intriguing to me. They said, well, we, you can be nervous, but you've got to work on getting your mind right. And I was like, what does that mean? They're like, well, you wrote this book. It's done. It's out there. Um, and you believe in it. 
And so you've got to get to the place where if you believe, and this sounds super corny and like, oh, f- you know, fluffy, but it's, it's true. I have to get to a place and I'm starting to, where if one person's life is better or they feel less alone by reading the book, then it's worth it. Like then I'm happy with it. So like, that's where I'm sitting. I don't have a number of like sale, like books I want to sell necessarily as much as like now it's just like, Hey, I'm happy I did it. And I have to be happy I did it. And if not, like it's all going to be worth it. Worthless. I think that your criteria for judging its success is the perfect mentality. That is the most important thing that it affects somebody out there. Yeah. And just, just to reiterate guys, if you want to be, one of those people talking about Ben's book, February 11th, loopedlive.com slash almost famous. Enter the code almost famous. And unlike other live podcasts we do, this one's going to be free. The first 100 people that enter that code are going to get access to the event. So Let's do put it. on your calendars. Well, um, Ashley, uh, in addition yeah. to this, uh, you know, we will start this out. Uh, we're going to bring Erica Rose on here in just a second. But before we do, we also have a line at myfanthreads.com backslash almost famous that people should go out and check out. Uh, it's a line of apparel, bags, shirts, hats, etc. So go to myfanthreads.com. Check that out. Um, yes. Bring your questions to that event. I want to answer those. I want it to be a good time for all of us to to talk and chat. Hey, Ash, let's take a break here. When we come back, we're going to recap this episode of Matt James's season of The Bachelor. And who better to do it than somebody that was on the show, like in real person, Ashley Iconetti. We'll be back with the Almost Famous Podcast. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? (laughs) Yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for The Bachelorette. (laughs) (laughs) Or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you feel like you just need to get something off your chest, 
whether it's work, family, relationships, we all carry around different stressors all day, big and small. When we bottle up those stressors, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's been weighing you down. Therapy's always been a benefit in my life. It's something that uh, my wife and I do as a couple. It's also something I do personally. If nothing else, it's a great place to just release whatever is going on internally. It's a place where you can feel less alone. Therapy allows you to be the best version of yourself, which obviously life is short. And so the more we can be the better versions of ourselves, the better this whole thing is for us and the people around us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash almost today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash almost. Let's talk about something we all can relate to. Hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair. The OG has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turn my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip and I was like, this is so awful, but I... I do like need to do it, <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. Oh, no. Ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argon oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let it sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like. Um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I say that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is 
and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877-351-0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Okay, guys, what I've been waiting for for the past week is to talk about what you didn't see on my date. Uh, Let's start in chronological order, as we always do. We left off last week with the rose ceremony. We saw Sarah faint. And we all wondered, of all people, to faint during a rose ceremony, why Sarah, who was one of the three women who had a rose... Uh, Of course, there's rumblings that Sarah's doing it for attention, that she just wants to have extra time with Matt. I don't believe that at all. Um, But, you know, the girls had their thoughts. So with this rose ceremony, like in most rose ceremony number twos, we see a lot of girls whose names we don't really know get eliminated. But the name that we know that gets eliminated and that we're all feeling really, really bad for is um is Marilyn. Last week we talked so much about Marilyn and you know Ben and I we were talking about how based on the you know the scenes from the next episode it looked like Marilyn was going to get cut and she did. But what was weird about this was that they didn't really focus on her departure once that night was over. Like we didn't go back to the house and have this big powwow like holy crap i can't believe that victoria stayed and Marilyn left no the drama was no longer about victoria it started to become about sarah uh so so ben didn't you think that was like bizarre (laughs) yeah i mean there's so much bizarreness to this episode right um but again, and, and yeah. like, l- let's be clear, okay, before we kind of dive too far in. Like, you and I wanted to give Sarah the benefit of the doubt initially, too. We're like, hey, nobody, like, wants to... F- I mean, I don't think people want to fake pass out. Like, you stand up there for a long time. Then you get pushed into this scenario. Like, there is a lot of nerves. There's a lot of anxieties. But I think I watched a lot of this episode. Um, and it... You know what? Maybe this is, like... Maybe this is going to really show my true colors. It moved too fast for me at times. Like I couldn't keep up with all the stuff going on and like how everybody was feeling about Sarah and who was like breaking in. Like it's just too much. Yeah. Well, now everybody thinks that Victoria is funny and Sarah is the is the villain now of this episode. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't sit right because I think we know as viewers what she's going through with her dad at home. And we know it wasn't an easy decision for her to go. And I can't imagine, like, how she's feeling every day. Because, like she even says, and this is so, so sad, but, like, her dad may not even have months that we're talking about. Like, he may have weeks. Like, he may have days. And she's here away from him, not being able to communicate with him. And that's a lot to deal with already on top of a very emotional experience that is The Bachelor. Uh, But but hold up. And, like... There is something here, and, and it's, it is skipping ahead a bit, um, but there's a comment made, and, and I just want to get your clarity on this, because it would really, 
First off, I don't love the fact that Sarah's being viewed as a villain. I think there's a lot going on right now in her life, and I think she's processing it and trying to keep up with it. And I think, like, is she processing it well? Is she keeping, is she taking into account everybody's emotions as she do it? No, but, like, right now, her situation is not, like, trivial. It's a big deal that she's there. And so she makes a comment later on in the episode that her dad only has maybe a few weeks left. Now, did you catch that? Yeah. So that's what, I, that's what I'm saying. It's like, so like if that's the case, like no wonder things are heated. Like there's no way she can be the villain. No way people can be angry at her. I, these girls have to understand that like she has well, something in front of her that is pressing. Well, so the, the, that's the thing. She didn't tell the other girls. The only person she tells in this whole episode is Katie. And because Katie was the person, you know, that she interrupted, that she really maybe directly stole time from. Yeah. And Katie was, I mean, yeah, we are jumping ahead a little bit, but so sweet and receptive, yeah. specifically because, you know, Katie's dad had passed away in 2012, so she's been there. And she said that she wasn't there when her dad passed away and that that's something that she didn't want Sarah to have to, you know, live with. And she encouraged her to leave, but she just had like a greater sense of empathy for her and i'm just gr glad that they had that powwow yeah. what i was worried about <laughs> was that sarah was gonna say you know what i made the decision to leave i didn't tell you but like my dad has als and this is just like not what i need to be going through right now I thought she was going to go back to matt's place and then come back again and mm. say you know what? He convinced me to stay. And that would have been a really bad look. <laughs> that would have yeah. been really, really bad. So I'm glad that didn't happen, even though I, I felt the narrative leading that way. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, I'm glad it didn't happen either. Um, but not because I'm glad to see Sarah go. I, I just, I mean, this is a big, like, I think we should all just take a deep breath and recognize like how this whole episode plays out and what we find out in the end, like what we've known the whole time, right? As viewers is that Sarah has something going on at home that is, is very important and very serious. And like, yes, there's like moments in this episode where you're annoyed or you're frustrated, the, you know, but let's take a deep breath and recognize that like her going home takes a lot of courage in itself. Her being there took a lot of courage in itself. Yeah. Um, and I hope she goes home and I hope people celebrate her for just trying to go on the show and doing what she did, you know, when she did it. Yeah. I think the audience is going to have probably had a much different reaction than the girls in the house, just knowing about mm -hmm. her dad and the fact that the other girls didn't yeah. know. Um, and I understand why she would be more insecure and needing more comfort yeah. from Matt, because if she didn't like know exactly where he stood, which honestly was pretty obvious. You know, they had a great date last week. It was maybe a little bit ridiculous for her to have all these insecurities about their relationship, like their status, when it's pretty obvious that she is ahead of the game right now. But that aside, I understand her needing to know more frequently where they stand just because she's like, is this worth it? Is this worth my time? Is this worth me not being with my dad? So it makes sense to me. It makes sense. And I don't think that anybody should hold anything against her. Like you said, like celebrate both of her decisions. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember in recent history, at least a storyline like Sarah's on the show. I, I know we have really hard storylines, like, right. But like the, the idea that your family member is at home, that time is, is running short. Yeah. Um, 
Like I, I just don't remember that. And it, it get, get me, it gives me, uh, it, like a lot of like, like I just couldn't be there. I put myself back in those shoes and my, you know, I went on the show, uh, a month after my dad had uh, triple bypass and, um, actually three weeks after he had triple bypass. And I remember just the anxiety that was like looming over me at that time, completely different scenario, right? He was fine. He was healthy. Um, but like, I just, I have a lot of, a lot of feels, I think is what the kids are saying these days, uh, for Sarah throughout this experience. Absolutely. Okay. So now that we have fully covered Sarah, let's talk a little bit about how Victoria just wasn't really villainized in this episode anymore. She kind of made a transition into like a Corinne-like character where the girls were kind of laughing with her and they were like kind of bitching with her too because they all found somebody else to get annoyed by, which was Sarah. So they were all like, oh, okay, like we're bonded together against Sarah now instead of bonded together against Victoria. And then she kind of became the spokesperson for them for them in ways. I hope but, this isn't a theme that continues. I, I'll say that now. I, I hope where, that this, I just hope that the drama doesn't continue to like be laughed about and accepted. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, like, is Victoria just going to stay around for laughs now? Are people going to mm. think that she's funny? I guess like we'll, we will only know until next week. But I will say that the group date that I was on was really that transition period where people just started kind of laughing at Victoria. And it's because her erotica story was <laughs> so good. The, the most erotic, <laughs> the most rated X, as I said. Uh, you guys have no idea what it was about. <laughs> You have no idea. The entire thing was bleeped out. And I don't even think I can discuss it here because this is kind of a PG PG 13 program. <laughs> but let's just say that she was referring to a fetish that she has. And I'll, I'll let you in on what went on behind the scenes, which you didn't get to see. So the first person that I sit down with to kind of like go over, not really coach, but like listen to their stories, see if we had to make any tweaks. Um, see if they were in line with something that Matt would be interested with. <laughs> I sit down with Victoria and immediately I'm like, oh, this this girl's a little bit of an oddball, you know, but like I didn't know what I know now of her. Uh, I was like, this is an interesting outfit. Um, you know, her outfit kind of like reflected her personality a little bit. And what was she wearing? <laughs> Remind me what she was wearing. She, she basically like had her whole bra exposed through like t- a tight like it was a shirt it was okay. like a see-through transparent shirt um anyway um so i sit down and she's just telling me all about this fetish and my little innocent ears as she actually called me out on were i was taken aback only because <laughs> I was like, this girl has known him for seven days now. It was seven days, and I know this because I was quarantined starting on their night one. And I shot on night seven, day seven. And she was going in depth about what she likes to physically happen to her during sex. (laughs) And I was just like, okay, do you um, want to tell Matt this right now, like in front of the audience. Um, do you think that this is going to be like something that Matt is going to be into hearing right now? 
because I like got a kind of a gauge on on Matt when I got to meet him backstage a little bit, and he seems so much more innocent and sweet than I imagined. And you know, I thought he was going to have like a little bit more like hefty swag, if that if you know what I mean. But like he actually has like an an air of innocence, and he's just it was so sweet. And we we've seen him like have religious moments and stuff, and I was just like, are you sure that this is something that you want to do like right now, seven days into knowing somebody? um in front of an audience and she was like yeah I'm like, okay cool <laughs> all right do your thing girl <laughs> as i said in the episode this is gonna be bold <laughs> and then a couple minutes later after i sit down with a couple other girls and go over their stories she she goes up to me and she says um can i can i steal you for a second <laughs> And I was like, my heart dropped. I'm like, I'm back on the show. Oh, my God. This is scary. What does she have to talk to me about? And she was like, I think you were kind of rude and like kind of judging me for wanting to talk about my fetish. Um, You know, maybe she didn't say the word fetish, but she's like about, you know, fill in the blank. And I and, and I was like, no, not at all. If that's like what you're into, like you should be into it. I just meant like, are you sure like this is the right timing for it? And like Matt's going to be somebody who's interested in hearing it right now. And she was like, well, I have to figure out whether he's into it because if he's not into it, then I may not want to be with him. And I was like, okay, fair. And that was the end of our, our little powwow. I was a little scared. (laughs) And, uh, and then when I sat down to listen to her story with the crowd, she said, plug your plug your virgin ears ashley i was like excuse me i'm married but that was my little drama with the drama queen herself victoria now ashley there's so much breakdown here first off sorry that was like a monologue that's your moment you take it um but now Obviously, uh, if there's a period of time where Victoria felt like you were sex shaming her, the fu- the, the the part about this that uh, people listen to the podcast know or people that know you know is there's no sex shaming there. In fact, you you probably were like intrigued and interested and supportive. Yet, like this isn't uh like something that you like speak of often. And there's no more like awkward person when it comes to like talking about intimacy before you're you're married then you uh because it, you get giddy you would giggle like it's just it's <laughs> yeah. like it's not something you like love diving into like you're you know you're you aren't a totally like, i was a already pure, gonna be awkward you're already gonna be awkward is the point. Yeah. yeah you're already gonna be awkward and so there was no sex shame in there but like it is still shocking like you have to you, you're you're into it you're invested you're listening yes. and it's shocking to hear this now it's so shocking that I, I you <laughs> called me. I you know you called me afterwards on the phone, yeah. and you said, "Ben, I just got off the show." I said, "Okay, how'd it go?" And you said, "I don't think it went well." I was like, "What do you mean it didn't go well? You're hosting the date. How can that go, not go well?" You said, "Because I just got like I got into ran the drama. Over. Like they sucked yeah. me in." <laughs> how? Okay, so we got to ask you here. Knowing that you weren't sex shaming Victoria, you, you, she can do what she wants to do. Knowing that this is going to be an awkward date, no matter what, it's set up to be awkward and funny. Uh, how did it feel when you like suddenly found yourself in the midst of the drama of the show again? Like that has to be so scary. 
It was terrifying. My heart, I'm telling you, like dropped and I felt like I was back on, I felt like I was back on the show. I was like, oh my God, I'm a cast member again. I did not sign up for this to be a cast member. I am scared. I don't remember how to deal with drama. I can't believe I used to at one point be like, okay with this. (laughs) I used to call people out sometimes. And now I feel like I'm like totally blank minded when somebody comes up to me and wants to have a, you know, have a steal you for a second. Have a word. Have, yeah, a word. have a word with Ashley. Yeah, it was um, it was awkward. But other yeah. things that were awkward, I'll tell you, was reading that passage from Chris from Chris Harrison's book. <laughs> I could not believe how many passages were just straight up erotica in that book because we we went through a few. I had to read a, a couple different ones, and then of course they selected a few lines to air, which I told my mom. I was like, "Mom, whatever you do, do not watch the first like minute of me on screen. Turn it on mute. Nobody needs to hear this." For all of you out there listening who have watched the episode, I'm so sorry you had to listen to me read that stuff. Great novel by Chris Harrison, but holy shit, Ashley Iconetti should not be the narrator for it. Isn't it hilarious, though, that that is Chris Harrison's book? Like, I mean, his brain, like, when he put this on paper, his brain was in not a place I've ever known him. Like, I've never seen, I've never (laughs) known him to be that. Like, that's, hey, that's intense. It's intimate. It's lovely. Okay, Ashley, Mm -hmm. before we move on to the rest of the episode, because, yes, this part was super fun for me to watch and I think fun for many people to watch. Was there anything going on behind the scenes when it came to like Matt's connections or how people were interacting with each other, anything that we didn't show get to see on the show that we should highlight here on the podcast. Totally. So you guys know that I've been a fan of Rachel's from the beginning. And that's because I did have such a good first impression of her from that date. You felt his connection, the way he looked at her was different than the other girls he was i feel like touching her more you even see when they exit the room that he kind of like has his hand on her lower back and he was like so who do you what what do you think of the girls and i was like i was like rachel is your girl in this bunch for sure and you can just kind of tell that he knew that as well and what was so sweet was her erotica, or whatever you want to call it, was so narrative. It just felt like a romance novel. It felt like a Nicholas Sparks book with like that single sensual scene at the end or something like that. It wasn't like as explicit as the other girls. It was a romance novel. But would you, wouldn't you say she story. was wouldn't you say she was probably the most uh, that well okay, I guess when you're there in person, was she the one that was kind of most reserved going into this? Yes. And that's why I liked her story because it wasn't like she was doing it for shock value and for laughs. She was doing like she was being herself in this story. She was telling a story that she felt like it was just true to her. And that's why she said, like, as you guys see, as you guys like saw, she was like, okay, I'm getting to it. It's coming now. It's because she read for a solid three minutes before she got to the like the sex scene of her of her writing. It was just like s- more subdued and I liked it for I liked it for Matt. There are a couple other notable things. Katie's was so explicit that they didn't show any of it. <laughs> like if you notice, if you go back and watch, 
with Katie's reading, they show the audience faces a lot instead of her actually on stage. And that's because I'm not even joking you. She was like dry humping Matt on that couchy thing. Mm, she was all up in his grill. It was hilarious to watch. But yeah, definitely not ABC eight o'clock television programming. And then the other notable thing is if you guys remember when Matt's reading his story, a lot of the girls were like, aw, aw. And like none of what they aired was really yeah. like awe worthy. Well, he had a great zinger at the end of his story. Like the two, like the parent, like, okay, so him and whoever his wife is, like, have this sexy scene in the kitchen. But then he was like, and then we had to like quickly break away from each other as we heard the pitter patter of like two sets of feet run down the stairs. So he was alluding to his future kids, and that's what was so cute. Oh man! Oh, Matt, so sweet. Oh, unbelievable! No, it's it's it was a it, I thought it was a super fun day to watch. I mean, I th- yes, I think it was hilarious that they had you host it and so that's the final question then before we move on to the rest of the episode is why you ashley like out of anybody in the bachelor world why were you the one that got to host or was asked to host this date in particular well they want you know as somebody who was so openly a virgin for so long on the show I had to come out of my comfort zone to talk about that stuff I needed to be vulnerable and grow in that department and i did so on the show Mm. and they thought that it would be a good parallel for me to have matt and his girls open up about that department there you go well that makes sense now i watched and i was like this is the best thing i've ever seen ashley iconetti (laughs) up in front of these girls and then victoria just goes at her and i was like i love ash Uh, But I want to see how this one plays out. All right. Hey, Ashley, let's take a break here. When we come back, we're going to continue with the rest of the episode. Okay. Sounds good. And before we do that, can I just say that I also felt like he he did have a pretty solid connection with Bree and Lauren. Those are the other two. I think Lauren really stood out to me that day as well. Okay. Now we can take a break. Let's do it. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So, like, how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? (laughs) 
Yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay. I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24 seven. Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right. But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Let's talk about something we all can relate to: hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally, the best thing. Ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip, and I was like, this is so awful, but I I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long, it, ugh, no, ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argan oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let it sit there for a little bit, and it's so much better than shaving. They also have like. Um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream, and really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way. Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving. Like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. 
The scents are just amazing. And when I say that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, the episode picks back up again, and it's Serena's day. Yes, Serena's day. And they go horseback riding, which I think is always a special day and good no matter where you're at in life. You can do that when you're married, when you're dating, or when you're on a show. Well, here's the part that you always have one or two or multiple of them, but Serena usually likes to take things slow, and that becomes very obvious to us. But The Bachelor doesn't allow for that. And so these are always the girls that either surprise you because of how quickly they come out of their shell or they stay reserved and end up going home. This was kind of my clue to say I'm excited about how this date plays out because is she going to be able to pick up the steam and pick up the speed at which The Bachelor needs her to to be? Well, she made quite a point of saying, I'm not falling in love, but I'm falling in like with Matt. And she mm. probably doesn't even really fall in like very fast. So she is uh, going to the speed of The Bachelor. She's adapting pretty well. What I thought was super weird about the first part of their date was that they were like going to make a charcuterie board, but they it didn't they didn't have a board. They had like a placemat. <laughs> and they're just like putting the meat and cheeses on this mat. I'm like, come on, this is The Bachelor. Why don't we have a pretty board here? <laughs> it good point. Yeah, it's like where the art department the art department had a lot of work to do Ashley this season. I mean, they they were bringing everything in and out of this resort uh the whole time. There was no like st- stage setting. So, let's give them a break here. Okay. All right. Well, then she talks about how her dad was not supportive of her going on the yeah. bachelor, that he had a linear life, which she kind of makes sound like not her style uh went to school got married career you know kids all that and she wants to be a little bit more adventurous and true to herself how did your parents react when you were going to go on the bachelorette like were they gung-ho because my dad was not my mom was so into it (laughs) i i mean 
I remember them both being confused. I think that's probably the best way is like, what? And I don't get it. And what is this going to do? And like, are, do you have to leave your job? And how much is this going to set you back? Like, those are the questions. I think a lot of it was more like nobody, like, n- nobody knew what it was going to include. So nobody knew like that I was, it's end up going to be six months of my life. If not, I mean, a lot more now. I'm still talking about it five years later, but they weren't not supportive. I think they were supportive. They were just like more blase about it. Yeah. So my dad wasn't against it, but he just thought it wasn't going to be like the best career move. I get that. He, you know, he thought like, you're going to go on, you, 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 what if you look bad and then like you can't get a job and blah, blah. And I'm like, dad, just trust me. I like have a good feeling about this. I'm pretty sure it's going to work out for me. And it did. Uh, <laughs> um, but let's get back to Serena. So Serena has her first kiss with Matt interrupted by a donkey, which I thought was pretty cool because the donkeys are really cute and it's a fun little, uh, you know, blooper like moment. Matt talks about how he had a pet when he was growing up, but his pet was a turtle. And I was like, I don't know. Like, you really have a, do you really have like a emotional connection to a turtle? I kind of felt Serena on that. I was like, somebody get this man a dog. Yeah. He needs to feel what it is to have a real pet. Mm. You know what? Uh, I agree. And but- Jessica would agree too. She needs to get herself a dog. She's been asking me about that. Yeah, do it, do it, do it. It's time for Ben to have another dog because, you guys, Ben was so attached to his dog as a kid that when it passed away, he just couldn't ever I still don't know if I'm ready. Having, exactly. Yeah, getting, well, getting well, a little sidetrack. But, yeah, can cannot other other people relate with that? You have a dog you love so much that when she the dog passes, you just can't imagine getting another one, and I haven't because it hurts so bad. But, anyways, uh, yeah, get, get the guy a dog. Yeah, okay. So then they go to date night, and this is where she says to him, you know, like, I'm falling in like with you. She talks about how her past breakup, her one only serious relationship, was really, really painful for her. Um, She imagined that she was going to marry him. Um, She says that, you know, they talk about how he dates to marry, and um, she just said that looking back, she knows that she was in love. Um, But he says that looking back on his ex he doesn't think that he's in love. Like, he was in love with her. Like, he did at the time, but then looking back on it, he doesn't think that he was actually in love with her. Ashley, this is where I need your help. Now, the kids these days are saying this. I'm falling in like with you. Now, I don't know what that means because when I'm dating or when I was dating, I would, like, like them pretty much right away or not like them, right? Like there's no falling in like, like, does that mean like right now I don't even know if I like you? Like I'm into this? Like what does it mean <laughs> to be falling into like? Don't, I mean, if you're there and you're kissing him and you're like going on, like aren't you already liking him? Yes, you're liking him. You're liking him. It's a cute way of saying I I'm not ready like to say you. I love you. Yeah. I don't know. But That's falling in like, I think it's just like a cute play on the whole situation all right but you're right it's definitely just like i like you because there's obviously feelings there falling in like would be crushing i think that's just like the verb yeah i'm crushing on you hard well ashley obviously this was serena's day uh did you like this date uh to move on then to the final part of the episode okay it was fine (laughs) i would agree i thought this was fine i thought that uh the last two dates the one-on-ones that we saw last week there was a lot more chemistry and this one just felt fine to me. Well, the uh, 
the end of the episode then is when we talked about at the beginning and we'll close with it here is Sarah's final goodbyes. This was an emotional thing. This was tough. Uh, this was, you know, one of the first like really important moments for Matt as the bachelor. Uh, how did he handle it? And then uh, also the like, how did, how did you feel like the girls handled this situation and what can we expect moving forward? Well, I feel like the girls definitely felt like a little bit bad for the way that they acted for her interrupting previously or her being antisocial because they found out yeah. that like her dad, you know, about her dad. But I feel like Matt could not have handled the situation any better. Why is he so good at what he does? <laughs> he seriously is so amazing at this. He says that he's going to keep thinking about her, keep praying for her. Um, you know, he's obviously sad that she's not going to be around, but, you know, knows that she's doing this for a very important reason. Um, you know, he just could, it's such, such a gentleman and, and that the guy that she marries, he says, will be extremely lucky and it's just so sweet. So sweet. It makes me feel like, Hey. At the end of this, if he doesn't end up with somebody, or he does and it doesn't work out, he should revisit things with Sarah. I think that he was kind of thinking that in that moment. Well, uh, Matt handles himself great. Sarah's exit is one that pulled on all of our heartstrings. And uh, we wish her the best as she steps away from the show and into her life that she had before. Uh, Another great episode. Ashley, as we do every week, to close out the thought your top three contestants at this point, and your rating uh, A to F for this episode? I'm going to keep my top three the same, um, which is Abigail, Rachel, and Brie. I cannot believe that next week there will be five new girls entering. This is insanity this is actually what i've always wanted (laughs) i think that i like suggested this to the producers when i was there i was like you know it would be really fun if like a day or two into this a whole bunch of other girls come in that's great for me as a viewer horrible for the girls that are already in there Uh, we thought that we were only gonna see heather and maybe one of matt's exes join but it looks like a whole bunch of new girls come and anna is saying that somebody might be an escort. Anna is so funny. She's a little annoying, but like Anna is the girl that, one, she talks like Megan Fox does in the Olsen twin movie, and two, she um, just is obsessed with drama. Like she is there to just bitch about people. (laughs) Well, it's going to be a wild week. Yes, we have some new guests coming on. Matt has had to learn a lot of people's names at this point. Uh, I know his night one felt like there was a ton of people. Just wait till five new girls come on, including Heather, my top three. Uh, well, you didn't give the A to F for the episode. Oh, um, it gets a B plus for sure. It's okay. like, you know, yeah, it wasn't like the juiciest. Next week might be the juiciest. So my top three, uh, I'm going to put Katie in this week. Uh, I know it was a tough go for a bit on Katie, and I know she she didn't know the whole story, but I really appreciated the way uh, this kind of played out with her on this episode. Uh, I also like Abigail, and I like Rachel. I think Abigail and Rachel are far and beyond, and I think Bree uh, is up there as well, maybe tied for third at this point. Um, Ashley. I take it back. 
This episode gets an A. Because okay. I was in it. And I how could I not give something that I was in an A? <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Ash. Well, I'll give it an A too, just for you. Hey, uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to go break down Bachelor headlines from this week. Uh, and then we're going to close with an interview from Erica Rose. Yes, Erica Rose from uh, Bachelor Season 9. Uh, if you don't remember, she was on Lorenzo's season of The Bachelor. She's going to talk about what it means to be a queen, a princess, whatever in the heck's going on. Hey, we'll be back with the Almost Famous Podcast. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? <laughs> yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for The Bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but so, look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 
1-800-273-0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Let's talk about something we all can relate to, hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns, ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip and I was like, this is so awful, but I I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. It, ugh, no, ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argan oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let them sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I say that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back with Bachelor Headlines. The very first headlines, Matt James contestant Sarah Trott, who we just spoke about, uh, who left this week uh, from the show, spotted leaving club with g Easy. This was pre-Bachelor, but a big story. Big story, yeah. Back in March, early 2020, Sarah was seen with g Easy at a nightclub. It's called Delilah. It's right 
right around the corner from my apartment in West Hollywood. And she seems to have been there for a friend's birthday party. Uh, no other info except for uh, the fact that they look like they were like maybe leaving together. Yeah, something sweet. And these paparazzi shots. Yeah. It's a paparazzi shot. So uh, just so interesting to me how people still find that stuff. Like how do you go back and look at pictures and go, oh, it's Sarah Trot from the, the back. I just don't. That's so much work to do. Uh, hey, we talked about it last week. Uh, it's something funny that Matt James does. He kisses with his eyes open, not just like one or two times, like pretty commonly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and people started to talk about it uh, last week on the episode. Well, Matt James had a great response to his friend Tyler Cameron, who was trolling him for kissing with his eyes open. So Tyler tweeted him, Ayo, Matt James, what we got going on over here with a picture of him with his eyes open. And then Matt responds by saying, got to make sure no one is sneaking up on us. When your eyes are closed, anything can happen. It's for both of our protection. It is a great response. Super funny. And of course, I had to watch this episode with his open-eyed kisses in mind and i did notice that most of them again in this episode were open-eyed now i gotta say that like they're like they're like i would say a quarter open right like they're pretty close but so maybe he could see like a little bit he could see like a little lip the opens (laughs) open you can't say like if they're open they're open it doesn't matter if they're half open or or like for one fourth open if you're if you're (laughs) if they're open they're open yeah, but I don't think like he's looking at anything, you know, like I'm doing it right now as we speak. Like I'm I got my eyes like a fourth open. It's like all I see are kind of like my bottom lid. Like I don't really see much else. So it's, it's still it's something like he's to talk staring about. at the girl. I don't know. Hey, uh, <laughs> move on to a story uh, about Claire Crawley. Um, obviously, there's rumors um, going around this week uh, that think that Claire uh, Crawley and Dale Moss have split. Now, we just want to pause here and say we have had nothing confirmed, and so we can't confirm it here or deny it. We just haven't heard. But that's beside the point because this headline reads, Claire Crawley reunites with mom who battles Alzheimer's after being apart amid COVID. Time is precious, Claire says. So there's a picture that she posted on Instagram of her holding her mom's hand. um, And I think it was her left hand. And yet that ring part of the left hand is covered by her mom's hand. And that's what people are really overanalyzing. The day that she posted this Instagram, she also, um, Dale also posted a Bible passage, both of them kind of referring to hard days and I guess they haven't posted anything together or about each other since these posts went up mid last week. So people are really speculating. Uh, but it is really sad that it seems like Claire hasn't been able to like touch her mom, like be yeah. in the same room as her mom since the beginning of COVID with her mom's Alzheimer's and in the nursing home that she's in the care facility. So I'm really glad that Claire got to see her mom like that has got to be. Ugh, so emotional. I feel yeah. so bad for what she's going through. Um, and I really hope that she's not going through any sort of breakup at the moment either. Yeah. We, we, but again, we don't know anything about it. We've tried. Um, but then again, how, how you can't really dig to find out what's going on if nobody's knows about it. We're not going to dig over this. Yeah. yeah but uh, we'll keep you updated if we hear anything good or uh, sad. But we do know one couple that is thriving right now, Tasha and Zach. And Tasha Adams is keeping Zach Clark close to her heart. This is according to E! News. Ashley, how is she doing that? 
Oh, she's doing it with a necklace. So she had her, her T initial on a charm necklace. And then she added a Z for Zachary. She likes to say Zachary. They also spent his 20, his 37th birthday with a road trip to upstate New York this weekend. So the, the two are cute and cozy and, and enjoying that East Coast life together. The Bachelorette's Mike Johnson to host new food-focused digital short series that looks good. This according to People. Yeah, the show is called That Looks Good, and it's supposed to celebrate select culinary holidays with viewers by sharing the history of the food and some fun facts all while eating great meals. It is it's holiday inspired, like I said, and um, it'll be five episodes dropping monthly. And the first is Mike's, and he's going to be celebrating National Bagel Day. So when we talk about holidays, we're not talking Christmas, Thanksgiving. We are talking about those silly days that you get pop up on your calendar and on your Twitter that says like today is National Donut Day or today is National Ice Cream Cone Day. So Look out for Mike's That Looks Good on National Bagel Day coming up. Mm, so good. Hey, a couple other headlines here, Ashley. Uh, our friend Crystal Nielsen and boyfriend Miles Bowles move in together. This is according to Us Magazine. Yeah, um, not much more to that, but they moved into her San Diego beach house and that house looks freaking gorgeous so lucky him and i'm glad that they're um you know their their relationship is progressing as her pregnancy is progressing even more i can't believe she's in her third trimester already that's mind-blowing it's crazy but hey wishing her the best uh carly waddell plans to give wedding ring to daughter bella after evan bass split i don't need it anymore and she quotes Aww. She said, I got a ring when I got this dress. Well, actually, I got a different ring um, because if you guys know that they switched rings, she didn't love the ring that she got on Bachelor in Paradise. So they like switched it a couple months in. And she said, but you're going to get it one day. I'm going to give that ring to you. Isn't that cool? I don't need it anymore. That's what she mm. said uh, in one of her YouTube videos that um, she was going through bachelor in paradise outfits with with bella and she was like rating them it's kind of i don't know i i i saw this and like telling her that to her daughter felt weird to me like right like you're telling your daughter like i don't need it anymore like that just uh it feels heavy yeah especially since like that's her dad it's like yeah. i don't need it anymore yeah i mean maybe not the best word choice um just hard i guess the best way to say it is it's hard but it's hard no matter what um hey matt james has been getting some criticism this week uh for what? how can you criticize matt james well he's getting criticism uh from somebody uh for not dating black women and he says i've dated across the board this according to people oh so this was actually brought up on mike johnson and brian absolo's new podcast it's called talking it out and matt says people for some reason think i don't like black women the last few women that he dated have all been black so he says i don't understand why it's so hard for people to understand people should want you to be happy regardless if they're white they're black they're asian or whatever he says i've dated across the board my dating life looks like what we saw on night one of the show, Spanish women, white women, Asian women, black women, everything that I've ever dated and what I'm not into 
isn't race specific. When you're looking for things that aren't race specific, you have to have a broadcast of characters to fill out all those things. And thank goodness they had it because it allowed me to enjoy the process the way that it did. Well, uh, obviously, I mean, criticism is going to come, right? It was my advice right. to Matt. It's like, it's going to happen no matter what. Well, that's been all of the headlines for this week. Uh, Ashley, uh, great episode so far, but we still have Erica Rose to come on, which I'm really excited to talk to her about. Let's take a break here. When we come back, Erica Rose will be joining us on the Almost Famous Podcast. <laughs> what keeps baby skin healthy? a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So, like, how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? <laughs> yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for The Bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. 
This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877-351-0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Let's talk about something we all can relate to. Hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip, and I was like, this is so awful, but I, I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but this smell so close to my nose for so long. It, ugh, no, ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argon oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let it sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. And really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I said that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. 
Okay, guys, we got Erica Rose on the phone. If you guys don't remember her, she was a contestant on the ninth season of The Bachelor, Lorenzo's. She was eliminated in week three, but so memorable that who the heck would have thought that she was eliminated week three? She returned to the second season of Bachelor Pad, and she was eliminated week five there. And then she returned again for Bachelor Pad season three, and she was eliminated in week five. Uh, and if you guys don't remember uh, Bachelor Pad, you, you should probably go back and watch because it was like the original Bachelor in Paradise. But most importantly, Erica Rose, the original queen of this franchise, is on the line with us. Hey, Erica. Hey, guys. It's good to see you guys and hear from you again. Good to hear from you. Um, so have you been keeping up this season? Um, I have been keeping up a little bit. I'm not watching it super thoroughly, but of course I've heard about it um, and I like Matt as the Bachelor. And of mm-hmm. course I've heard all about Victoria and the fact that she's wearing tiaras. So are you the first person on the show to ever wear a tiara? As far as I know, I think I'm the first person on the Bachelor franchise to wear one. And I feel it's important to add that I wore it because Lorenzo was a prince. So it made sense for me to wear it. It wasn't just like a thing that I did for fun or before going on the show. So to me, it was in context. It's uh, okay. So let's start here then. Uh, You had a reason to wear this. Uh, Obviously, like being the queen or the princess uh, is something that kind of matched your season. But if you could put your like self in Victoria's shoes right now what Uh is the reason for calling yourself a queen like what what would be the hope that you get out of that so I have no idea my mom thinks that she's doing it because her name is Victoria and there was a famous queen Victoria yeah sure I never thought of that um possibly I started following her on Instagram after hearing about her and I don't see a lot of pictures on her Instagram in her crowns or tiaras So I'm not sure if she's doing it to get attention or if it's just something that she's doing to feel empowered. When you were on the show and you hammed up the whole like princess thing, you kind of were playing like into a character. Did you feel like you were like, were you doing it intentionally? Do you feel like characters like that on the show usually do it intentionally? Or do you feel like she's just this is her real self 100%? Um, So I think that I was doing it um, intentionally because I wore it to not even the first, you know, casting thing that I went to, but then they did a callback. I wore it because I knew that it it was Prince Lorenzo and he was a prince. And of course the producers wanted me to wear it. And I was actually embarrassed to wear it on the first night. So I wore an understated one because I didn't want the girls to make a thing about it. Like I didn't want to stand out that much, honestly. So I felt a little bit uncomfortable about it. But I was encouraged to keep wearing it. And so then it became kind of a thing. And I felt like I might as well just own it. But I will say when I came back for bachelor pad, like when I first went, I was 23. But when I came back and I was already in law school at 28, I didn't want to wear the tiara anymore. It felt kind of awkward to me. Um, and it felt like outdated and very juvenile. And so I just feel like there's certain things you can get away with in your early 20s. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm not sure if she's being encouraged to wear it. I hope she's not because that just makes me feel like they're encouraged. I if the producers are encouraging it, then I do feel like it's kind of copying me and I don't like that. If it's just something that she genuinely does on her own, you know, then I can't hate on that. It's it's always intriguing to me and we talk about it a lot, but 
and you kind of mentioned it. Like when you're in your early 20s, you can get away with a little bit. You can be a little funny, silly, goofy, whatever. But it's always interesting. And and quite frankly, if I'm honest, like I don't get this part Mm -hmm. of the show is when contestants go on, they've probably seen the show before. They've watched it. Mm -hmm. They know that the characters never really come off well, right? Like it's always Mm -hmm. like anybody that's like a little bit more like villainous seems to always Mm -hmm. have their shtick. And so when you kind of like own a shtick and you can, it's very clear that like, this is not going well for you. What do you think the mindset is for people? Help me understand this to continue to go, go with this. Like, why do they continue down this path? So I was actually really, um, I hadn't really watched a lot of the show when I went on it, to be honest. So I actually didn't know that. Um, and so I was just doing it, you know, like I said, because I wanted to do what they wanted me to do. But also I thought it was all in good fun. And I was lucky that Lorenzo thought it was funny as well. And we became good friends. It was even at our wedding. We stayed close friends. So I guess I was lucky that way. But I feel like with her, probably it's a similar situation where she feels like she's giving people what they want. And she's like enraptured in that character. But it can definitely be really, really hard. Um, Mm -hmm. It was for me after the show. I thought people were just going to laugh and think it was funny. And I literally got hate mail because this was back when people still sent mail. And my mom (laughs) asking, how could you raise your daughter, you know, to be so spoiled and entitled? And my mom was literally like crying and heartbroken over it. Mm. So, you know, people can just be really mean. So I hope people don't take her too seriously. You know, she wants them to. But it is, I mean, she seems to really be into this character. But it's hard to know what her motivation is unless she's just trying to get it. And she's obviously not really thinking that she's going to be the one to end up with Matt either. Yeah. Erica, before we let you go, um, can you give us a little update on how your life is these days? Because you're kind of like Elle Woods come to life right now. She's got her platinum blonde hair. She's got a pink wall with all her law degrees behind her. It's pretty cool. So you're a lawyer. You work with your husband. Yes, I'm a real lawyer. We have a real law firm. I actually started it before he joined me. Um, and so then we merged it. So it's called Rose Sanders. We're in Houston. We do, I have my specialty entertainment media lab, but we really do a lot of family lab and also personal injury. And we actually really go to court. We're going to be in court tomorrow. And I do think of Legally Blonde sometimes when her friends show up and they're like, you're like a real lawyer because we really are, you know, I really am a real lawyer. And we have two daughters, Holland and Aspen. They're four and a half and two and a half. So is super busy and I don't really sit around and think about you know the fact that I was on The Bachelor but of course it comes up sometimes even in court you know Mm. it's me and it's fun but it's not a huge part of my everyday life other than that and I don't really think most of them I never assume that my clients know about it unless they bring it up themselves honestly yeah well I mean it's gonna follow it's gonna follow everybody around and uh yeah. somehow some way uh we really appreciate you coming on Erica and uh and sharing some insight into victoria we you said it best though, and I think it's something we all have to remember like you don't want to see anybody get hated on, but it's just yeah. confusing. I think we watch this, and I think my mindset is like I'm just confused at what's happening and where this is gonna go and how this can be good um and so hearing from you really helps and uh hey, come back on soon, best of luck and everything. Tell your husband hello. Thanks for having me. Bye.
Ashley, it was a pleasure seeing you on this week's episode. I hope we can see you again on more episodes. I know that uh, Chris Harrison stood up for you this week a little bit and said that you did not beg to go back <laughs> onto this episode. In fact, I can't see you begging to go on to an episode like this and, and host a date like this. <laughs> Uh, I thoroughly enjoy seeing you. And if you out there enjoy seeing Ashley as well, please message her, comment on something. Make sure she hears from you. Aw, man. The the girl deserves some love this week, but it was a great episode. Uh, Ashley, we'll be back next week, right, with another episode of of the Almost Famous Podcast. All right, well, yeah, I'm excited about next week's episode. I just can't believe there's five more women coming in. This is going to be so good for us at home. Um, and so confusing for Matt. <laughs> but until then, we will sign off the way we always do. This has been the Almost Famous Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Write us a little review if you love listening. Oh, yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah, we, we love you and we love hearing from you. And signing off, I've been Ashley. And I've been Ben. Make sure, once again, final thing of the podcast – Please go join us at this virtual event. I mean, it's it's pretty much free unless you want a copy of my book, which would be awesome too. Again, that's at loopedlive.com slash almost famous. Enter code famous at checkout. Hey, you're the best. I've been Ben. We'll talk soon. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. 
They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.